0: Welcome to the Amy Rushworth Show. I'm your host, Amy. I'm so glad you're here. I'm an empowerment and sexual wellness coach, breathwork teacher, podcaster, course creator, badass bitch, and a globally recognized thought leader on empowerment. And I'm here to help you if you're ready to fuck off the rules and create a life of unashamed, unapologetic pleasure and deep, deep confidence. I have a burning passion for the taboo and naughty areas of womanhood that we're not supposed to talk about, such as sexual wellness, bold self-expression, defying social expectations, and so much more. The topics that we're typically taught to shut up about or be ashamed of are the conversations I live for, and those are the kind of juicy, soulful chats that are going down on this show. My intention is for you to step into your most outrageously free, unapologetically expressed version of you. So if that sounds like a vibe, let's fucking go. Are you ready? Welcome to the show, beautiful human. It's so good to see you. I mean, I talk to you like every other day, but
1: in this context, how are you? I'm so good and I'm so excited to be here with you and everyone and I love you to pieces. So it feels super special to be connecting in this way with you. I love you.
0: <laughs> uh, I love you. Amazeballs. Um, Can you introduce yourself for the listeners so they can like immediately get the vibe of who you be?
1: Mm, yeah, so my name is Rachel Meads. I'm still getting used to saying that. I just got married <laughs> this year. So, like, when I say, I almost always like try to say my old name, but yes, Rachel Meads. I'm a coach and facilitator for bold, brave, and brilliant leaders who are looking to open their heart and their body to liberating their expression and developing unfuckle with. A bull, self-trust. And the vibe that I'm all about is fulfillment, empowerment, and creating big impact and big money in the world
0: amazing, amazing. And for me, like seeing where you are, what you do, like I know it so intimately, obviously. By the way, everyone, like Rachel and I've worked together, so we like know each other like <laughs> very well. Um, but I also know so many things about your journey and you've been through so many things as a human Mm. and like I always kind of love hearing that side of people's story because someone like you you shine really bright you do all this amazing stuff you've you've really created like a very dreamy life for yourself Um, but what people maybe don't always see is like all the things that it took to become that kind of person so I just kind of wanted to like name this up front because we're going to talk about like self-trust and you know being an embodied leader and liberating your expression in the world and I think understanding like who the teacher is inside of that conversation helps to land it for people
1: you know Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so I and I love sharing this piece because something for me that I think is so important is like you mentioned, like connecting to the person that is behind the scenes of what you see front facing in the world. And long story short, like I, you know, I grew up in a reality as a young person, as a child, where like I didn't feel safe at home. I didn't feel safe at school. I was bullied really badly, dealt with a lot of. Uh, really big challenges within my family dynamics and experienced just a lot of trauma. And it was exceptionally difficult for me as I got older to feel connected to the world. You know, I really struggled with depression and anxiety and like didn't think that I would make it to my 18th birthday. And, you know, the thing that was interesting was, simultaneously to that though like i had known since i was a child that my soul was like on earth to help people and like even as a kid like i remember when like 9 11 happened i like did this teddy bear drive to like collect teddy bears for all the kids who lost parents like i just like was consistently doing things that i out of as a really as a child like i look back and like wow rach like that was like fucking amazing you know and so it was like this like interesting duality of being in like really deep pain and experiencing a lot of turmoil, turmoil and simultaneously like knowing on a soul level that I was here to do some really beautiful things in the world. And as I went through my adolescent years, like I mentioned, I really struggled with my mental well-being and my emotional well-being. And when I turned 20, that was like a really pivotal moment in my life. I started exercising and I was working for a company at the time where, you know, there was like lots of healthy food. So I was like actually nourishing my body. Because another piece of this too is like I left home at 16. And so I was like thrown into like adult reality, like in high school and like still trying to finish high school while learning how to be an adult. And it was extremely difficult. I did graduate and yeah. So anyways, fast forward to being 20. I like started to reconnect with life and like what it felt like to be alive. And I left the abusive relationship that I was in. And this was like when I had like my initial kind of quote unquote, like spiritual awakening. And, you know, I remember going into like a metaphysical store and being like, what the fuck are these chakra things? Like what's chakras? (laughs) And like bought my first crystals and like, just like really started to connect with my spiritual essence because another piece of this was like i was raised catholic and when my grandfather passed away he was like my best friend at age 12. i like left the church i was like total atheist mode like didn't believe or feel connected to anything and so this was like a really special moment where i was starting to feel life love me and i was starting to feel god and god from a like non-religious sense and it was really beautiful and from that point forward i like moved across the country by myself and started this totally new life where I was working in like sales and marketing jobs and then I moved again after I got my heart broken by a man that I was like really in love with when I lived in uh, Edmonton Alberta here in Canada and it was when I moved to Kelowna for those of you that are familiar with Canada Kelowna's in British Columbia I got introduced to the fitness industry again and i ended up working in the fitness industry and i just like fell in love with helping people and it was like the first job that i had had where i was like actually coaching people and supporting people and i was really fucking good at it and i ended up like really rising in this company i became one of the top people in like the largest fitness company in canada went to like a big event and i was just like starting to feel confident i was like okay yeah like I'm really starting to see how I get to fulfill this like deep, delicious feeling of helping people. And that was the job that actually introduced me to the coaching industry. So I was already coaching people with their fitness goals and it was really like magical, but I still at that point didn't know like what life coaching was. Like I had no fucking idea. And I actually met this man and he was like, yeah, I'm a life coach. Can I take you out for coffee? And I was like, okay, sure. And like my whole fucking world, just like, like I was just like, oh my God, like this is what I'm supposed to do. Like I had no idea that this existed because I I wasn't someone that followed the conventional path. I didn't go to college. I didn't go to university. I thought about being a therapist. I thought about being a psychologist, but like nothing ever like fully was like, yeah, like that's exactly what I meant to do. And so when I learned about coaching, I was just like, holy shit. And very soon after I enrolled into my first certification program, became a holistic health and life coach. And it's just like continued to blossom from there. I've done other programs and have learned more modalities in this, you know, five year window that I'm in now being in business. And it's just like, holy shit, like that it's such an honor and such a privilege to do this work. And like, I feel so grateful that like part of my role right now and in this world is like supporting people and like remembering their wholeness and their fullness and like supporting them and just going for like all the beautiful things that they know that they're here to do. And yeah, it's just like such a, it's wild. Every time I like retell this story, I'm like, dude, <laughs> your 30 <laughs> years on this planet have been a fucking lifetime. Like, wow. So that's the gist of it all. It's like kind of not really short, but you know.
0: <laughs> it's hard to condense like a thousand lives we live and yeah. the missions we live into a podcast. I know the feeling Uh, when when I'm interviewed and people ask me, I'm like, oh God, fuck, all right. Yeah, here we (laughs) go. (laughs) Here's the like main bullet points. But yeah, I mean, you're a fucking legend, like all the things that you've been through and how you've risen through that and through adversity and become the big spirit that you are for others. And I think it's important that leaders share their stories authentically and even, you know, like, kind of messily and imperfectly like share the story rather than like you know the elevator pitch kind of story because it gives people an understanding of like the the embodiment behind the teachings or um, you know it's easy to look at someone on the internet um, and be like oh well it's easy for you to trust mm-hmm. yourself it's easy for you to be confident um, but when we share our stories I think we we feel that thread of common humanity between us. So we see ourselves in other people's stories. So, yeah. What do you think was like the turning point? I'm sure there's a few, but where you really started to cultivate a sense of deep self-trust, like where do you think that that began for you?
1: Hmm. I remember. So The first two years of my business, just for like more context, year one made zero money, year two made like six grand. It wasn't until year three that I actually like went full time in my business and I started to be like, oh, yeah, like this is what we get to do now. But it it was in year two, so it would have been, oh, wait, no. Wait, what would? It, yeah, it would have been year two. <laughs> like, Timelines just like I feel like as I get older, everything just kind of meshes and melts into each other. So in two thousand nineteen, um, so I guess that would have been year three. What, anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, one <laughs> we, of those, one of one those, it doesn't matter. Um, I so I was still working in the fitness industry and and. I was like, honestly, like the last year that I had worked, I was miserable. Like I was really struggling with my mental well-being because I was working very hard. I was working over 40 hours a week. Like some days I was coaching like up to like 20 to 30 people in a day. Like it was just like constant, like boom, boom, boom. And I'm like working out too and have a relationship and trying to like continue friendships. And it was just like, I felt like I was holding so much. And at this point in my journey too, I felt really dis. I was really still quite disassociated from a lot of the things that I have now been alchemizing. And so there was just a lot of sensation in my body. And I just knew that it was like, it had, like, I had to make a change. I like, I was building two businesses while also working these, this like wild amount of hours. And I ended up, one of the businesses I was building at the time is I was doing, I don't know if you're familiar with a magic, I was doing like, uh, like a, kind of like a network marketing business side by side to my coaching business. And I was really involved in the like leadership of this company that at the time was called Affiliate Institute. And I had this mentor. He was this incredible man named Ryan and he was a billionaire and like just like so like had lost it all, gained it all. Like he was just such an inspiration. Like his story was so powerful. And I ended up becoming quite close with him in the sense of like a mentor student kind of way. And this entire year, like the entire year of 2019, I was manifesting going to Bali. Like I wrote it in my journal, like all the fucking time. Like I was just like, for some reason, like on a deep like psychic level, like I knew that I was supposed to go to Bali. No idea how, like I was like, I don't have the funds. Like, I don't know how this is gonna happen. And one day I get a text message from this mentor named Todd and he's like, Ryan wants to pay for you to go to Bali. There's this like in-person mastermind. He wants you there. Like he's going to pay for you to go. And it was like an over $20,000 experience. And I was invited to go for free. And I'm like, holy shit, I have a week to go. And it was just like, okay, I'm going to Bali. I had to like basically tell my boss at the time, like I'm going, like I'm not asking for this time off. Like I'm going and like, I'm, this is just what's happening. And it was that trip that was like one of the first times that I like really tasted like the magnitude of what I could like create from that place of self-trust and it was a very immersive experience and so like I'm getting up with like a microphone for the first time and talking to a group of people and really like just going through the motions of like what it feels like to like be in a room in front of these like wildly successful humans that were making way more money than I had ever even fucking known and being like, Oh, I belong here. Like I am here for a reason. And something energetically like shifted for me when I was on the land. Like I, I went to that trip one person and I left another. And even when I came home, my partner was like, you're different, like in a really beautiful way. And it was like, being in an environment that totally just like brought me to my knees in like needing to see myself. It was like, well, there's no going back. And I ended up quitting my job like two months later and, and going full time on my business. And for me, the self-trust piece was like knowing that I had my back no matter what, like knowing that I had gone through, it was kind of like reflecting too. like, holy shit, Rach, you've gone through so much and you've overcome so much. And like your courage is is has always really it's always been there and it was just like actually seeing it for like the first what felt like the first time and being like oh yeah like there is no going back no matter what happens I have my own back and it was just this very fascinating energetic shift where I was like oh cool like we can fucking do this (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah amazing amazing I love that and um I have like such a weirdly similar experience like around the same time like just before the lead up to me starting my business and actually even knowing what my purpose was I went into work one day and I was like I'm not asking for permission I'm going on this trip and I went to Coachella and I still can't even remember how I funded it and I just went and I just remember like um Rihanna was performing it was in 2016 and but like no one knew she was performing she came out in a cloud of smoke on the stage of Calvin Harris and I was like like having the best time and I was like oh my god it's like the original bad bitch and I remember at that moment and like looking around this crowd like there's a whole world out here that I don't know about because I was like from Australia which obviously like its own world And I was like, it was just that moment of like, oh, I got myself here. What else can I do? What other dreams can I follow? What other intuitive nudges of my soul should I like go and pursue? And then within like a month I left and I moved to London, which has nothing to do with Coachella at all, but it was the next urge that I got. And I went and then the story unfolds and I started my business a few months later, but, um, yeah, it's a, it kind of makes so much sense when you look back, but at the time you're like, holy shit, what am I doing? Yeah,
1: (laughs) totally dude. It's so wild. And it's beautiful when you like learn, like, I feel like the more that you listen to those intuitive pulses, you just create more self-trust because it always leads somewhere that makes sense eventually. And it's beautiful.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things I really see in you and which I imagine you're kind of known for in your community is, you know, really having this like bold, outspoken expression. It's probably also like why we're linked up, you know what I mean? Like kind of, kind of walking in that direction together. Um, So for you with your experiences Obviously, like, I I know that you mentioned, like, you got bullied, but like, in our chats, like, you were like, very severely bullied, like, Mm -hmm. shock shockingly. So, right. And I hear a lot of stories, right. But I remember like, tears in my eyes talking to you about this. Mm -hmm. Um, And from my line of work, I know when adverse experiences happen like that, especially to little girls, it fucks up your throat chakra. I mean, it fucks you up in a lot of ways, but to then become like a very self-expressed, liberated, unapologetic, living outside the box, coloring outside the lines kind of woman, like that to me is like a reclamation because there's another timeline Mm. you could have gone on. So what, like for someone who resonates with that story which I, I do as well, but there are maybe a bit like earlier on in this journey, they're just starting to follow those breadcrumbs of like, well, maybe I do have an opinion, you know, maybe I do want to say this thing or maybe I am a bad bitch inside. I just don't know how to do it on the outside. Like, where did you start mm. with reclaiming
1: your voice? Yeah, this is so huge because, you know, I believe that, our business is like one big fucking spiritual awakening and it's a mirror for the parts of us that long to be seen. And when I got into business, it was like all of a sudden, every single thing that I had never looked at, dealt with, felt was just like handed to me on a platter. And it was like, oh yeah, that post that you made, well, here's that little girl inside of you that remembers every single time it wasn't safe for you to be seen and heard and felt. And so there's been so much like just, and I'm goosebumps talking about this because again, like you don't know, we we all have proximity bias to our own shit. Right. And so sometimes you forget like, holy shit, I've really done this work. Um, you know, for me, so much of me reclaiming my wholeness and like really feeling secure within myself, like has to do with my body. And it wasn't necessarily like a mind piece like there of course has been a lot of mindset work but for me so much of what has been like a massive supporter and like me actually learning to feel secure within myself to hold the potential of people not liking me or getting cancelled or called out on the internet has like come from like how i show up for myself and how i see myself behind the scenes and so a big piece for me has been movement, embodiment work, breath work, and, excuse me, learning to like, actually like hear myself and like use my voice. And so for me and my experience, like, I remember I worked with somebody a few years ago, and it was one of the first times that I like started to like, use my voice to express my pain and my anger and I would like scream into a pillow and I'd hit a pillow and I would make sounds and even doing that on my own like getting used to like just opening my throat like what does it feel like to look in the mirror and like hear my voice like what does it feel like to make a sound to sing to express to just like let things be heard before you know ever needing anybody else to see me or hear me like can i hear myself can i feel myself and you know it's been this like <clears throat> so interesting that my throat's like starting yeah. to make little it's like it's so it's so real right like it's like there's still these like deep pieces that I've happens like, to me That happens
0: to me when you start talking about like these really old things, the old crispy throat Mm -hmm. starts
1: to come up like, oh, hey, girl. (laughs) It's like, remember me? (laughs) I'm still here. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's so fascinating. And like, you know, I feel like a, in more recent times, because I would say like it's been a huge journey, especially the past few years, but I would say this year specifically was like really when I was like, okay, like it's fucking time for me to be seen in the world in a bigger way. And yeah, like as you mentioned, like one of the reasons I was so drawn to working with you is like, fuck yes. Like I am here for the unapologetic expression. This woman is just this beautiful, fiery Leo and like a soul sister and I need to be in her space. And so like It's been like, you know, working with you and being in this breathwork facilitator journey and just getting to a point where I've been able to ask the question, like, do, like, regardless of how I'm received, like, if I'm expressing authentically from, like, my center, my truth, like, can I be proud of myself at the end of the day, regardless of how people receive me? And from a more, like, practical like process lens of like how I've supported myself like a big one has been breath work like doing breath journeys and letting out fucking sounds and just giving myself full permission to be wildly expressed movement's a huge one for me like that's part of the why I'm so passionate about the work that I do like embodiment work where it's like really running sensations through the body and like asking the question like how would my body move if I like knew that I was safe to express like what does that get to feel like? And another thing for me has just been like letting myself be the part like I'm so silly and so weird and like I make up songs every day and I like sing them to my cats and sing them to my partner and it's just been like actually letting my inner child like that like little reach like have a like have space to be like, all those pieces that you didn't feel safe to express, like now you get to, like now I get to express those things. And, you know, even just on the thread of like expression, you know, I was just in my second person, um, in-person breathwork facilitator retreats I'm in a year long facilitator training. And and, my God, it was one of the most edgy things I've ever fucking done, Amy. Like I, we had a medicine song circle and each one of us were, were to sing individually a medicine song. And I'm sitting in this group of people that are like family, but I like could feel like this, like the words getting caught in my throat. And I like named it and I was like, holy shit, like this is one of the most edgy things I've ever experienced. But then I started singing and I sang so loudly and so clearly. And it was, it was like, my voice was so beautiful. And it was like, another like another piece it's like okay like this is a process of like continually reclaiming the parts of myself that long mm-hmm. to be seen and it's it's not this like one and done check okay i'm good to go forever it's like i'm consistently meeting new pieces of myself and so will anybody li- like that's listening like you are constantly in motion and learning and growing and flourishing and it's like I feel like life in general is this big spiral. It's not linear. And so you keep, you know, kind of meeting new pieces of things that maybe you previously experienced and you just go deeper and deeper into these things. And, you know, I think that one of the most important things is like learning to actually hear yourself. And for me, that's been like very transformative.
0: Amazing. Yeah. I think it's, it's different for everyone as well right like I was having this thought earlier I can't remember who I was thinking about nor what I share it on here publicly but I was thinking about someone that I met and I had this very like projector-esque in intuition about this person and I was like she's got a confident personality but I could like feel that inside she was like hurting and Mm. and not so confident i could just feel it when i was like sitting somewhere with this person and that got me thinking obviously about my work because like a lot of people act confident on the outside uh and they have an extroverted personality but their self-expression wound might actually be to to do with like expressing their pain or mm. being vulnerable i would say that's probably like very much my journey as well like be letting myself be angry and like Mm. name name when I'm fucking pissed off at someone like because my my protection sort of throughout my life and and experiences I went through is like Amy is always like shit together like a fucking boulder Mm. you know just like I can take it all and you'll never see a reaction you know Mm. and so like for anyone who's listening, sometimes like your self-expression thing is not just like saying crazy shit on the internet and feeling good about it. It's like, can also be similar to these stories around like letting yourself share your emotions, letting yourself be angry or vulnerable or name your trauma. You know, it's so different and so complex.
1: Oh, it so is. And it's like, for me, like I always used to hear, oh, like you're so dramatic. And so one of my biggest wounds was like, I would just, sh- I sh- became like a fucking sliver of myself because I-, I was like, oh, I'm too, I'm too expressive. You know, I was too much. And so I would just shrink and shrink and shrink. And so for me, like it's been much to what you described, like letting that vulnerable, that pat like the vulnerable pieces of me and the passion be seen. And I think that another piece around expression is like, I think sometimes people assume that, oh, like my unapologetic or liberated expression needs to be this like wild, untamed, like swearing and just like, I'm just like, so like, bah in the world. And like, that's not true for everybody. Like sometimes you're liberated expression is you like being able to tell someone like how they make you feel or being able to just be witnessed in your softness like it doesn't always need to be this like i am a fucking lion and i'm just gonna be so loud like that's not real for everybody and for those that it is that's amazing but i think it's like being able to meet the parts of ourselves that are like really true and like authentic and like some and and letting it be multifaceted like some days I'm like super soft and like really like in my like more poetic energy where when I write it's like "Hmm." like it just like it's like feels like I'm channeling like a very like artistic aspect of myself and then other days I'm like yo what's up motherfucker like you know (laughs) and like it's I'm all it's all of me like it's and like some people might be like who is a fuck? Like, who are you? Like one day you're this and the other day you're that. And I'm like, yeah, like, that's true. Like I am all these things. <laughs> Literally, I am. I'm the exact same. And I was like,
0: just thinking about this, like earlier, I was looking at my Instagram from day to day. And like today I created a reel and it was like this audio. It's like the person you are dialing does not give a fuck. And then like <laughs> the day before my videos, like trust the seasons of your life <laughs> let the darkness love you and then like and then the next the next one after this, after this is like me saying the person who sent you this wants you to know you're a bad bitch and you deserve a margarita <laughs> and i'm my dog's in it and i'm wearing a massive hat and i still even though like probably 98 percent of me doesn't give a fuck and kind of knows like, will people vibe with it or they don't, like whatever. There's still like a tiny voice that's like, oh my God, girl, like, which one are you? You know, (laughs) like they can't keep up. It's like, woo, you know, but I think, and we've discussed this as well. This is a wound that a lot of women have. um, And then particularly women who are like visible online, it almost gets amplified because you see yourself. On your phone and like evidence of everything that you say and do we have this wound of like if we have different sides of our personalities that don't match like quote-unquote match then everyone's gonna think that we're hysterical you know uh, which that word hysterical Mm. is like derived from like women's anatomy like, because quote unquote, women are crazy. Obviously, I don't think that. Mm. But, you know, I think this is this is something that a lot of women are carrying. And I think that fucks up their self-expression too, because they're like, oh, well, I can be this way, but I have to hide this side of me, you know?
1: Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't help if you have like people in your life, like a partner, friends that like project their perspective of you onto you. So it's like, let's say you are, and this, I've seen this happen with people where they start to like become more. Embodied in like their fullness and like their authentic expression. And then they have people in their life that were really used to when they were really small and like were like the good girl. And then they're not really being that anymore. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, like you're not being yourself. Like you've changed. And then like it, it like creates this like spiral of like, oh, now I'm going to go back shrinking into myself. And in my opinion, those are the times that you get fucking louder. Like when someone's like pointing a finger at you and they're like, oh, you're bad or like you're behaving in a way that I don't like. It's like, yeah, well, I'm gonna get louder and bigger because I'm not going to dim who I am because you can't handle how bright I'm shining. And that in itself has been like a huge process for me because I also had this like people-pleasing, like tendency of like, oh, I just want people to feel like Safe with me and connected to me, and like I don't want to like be misunderstood and and I used to like hide my my bigness and my boldness and my fullness, but then I started to learn, especially this year, like fuck that, like fuck that, and like people will either like grow with me and love me in that, or they're gonna be like I can't handle you right now, and like that's fine too, and and just like whatever. Um, but it can be really fascinating when we like start to embrace that multifaceted essence. And like, for those that are familiar with human design, I'm a manifesting generator. And so, so much of my beingness is like, I'm just like many things and I love many things and I'm very like bold and I kind of create space in the world for people to embrace their like multifaceted experience. And for me, like that's been a huge, healing piece too is just like we were talking about like being like yeah I can be many things and that's beautiful and we're not one thing (laughs) yeah
0: yeah a hundred percent um and at least for me you can let me know if you feel the same like I I want to demystify something for for anyone who's listening who's like on this journey and they want to get to that point of having that like badass unapologetic self-trust and expression. People, this is like the biggest thing that people say about my personality, right? Is Is like being so unapologetic. It's still like a little mission for me, even though it's like, I'm quite comfortable saying something and it's normal to me to say something that is quite outrageous. Even still, like, I'm met with judgment and that there, there is still a part of me that's like, fuck, I, w- I want them to love me. Should I just turn that down, right? Mm. What I've trained myself to do is to just like hear it and be like, hey, I love you too. It's all right, right? We're gonna do this thing now. Um, Cause I want, I, I sometimes think, and it gets perpetuated through the whole self-help world. Like once you heal this, once you heal this, then you just feel amazing all the time and then you never have a problem ever again and it's like no but I think you just learn how to like meet yourself more compassionately and then like not let that voice run your behavior and like completely run all your decisions
1: oh yeah absolutely like I (laughs) I am very much aware of how i still receive like when people don't like me like for example you know i've had situations in my career as a coach and facilitator like online specifically where like i've had people that have like i haven't ever experienced being like fully cancelled like I'm sure it'll happen one day because I feel like anybody that's like doing big, work, big work in the world, like there's going to just be more people that don't like you. Um, but I've, I've tasted what it feels like to receive like shit talking. And even in, my you know ability to self-regulate and my ability to like i'm like i know myself like i'm still fucking human and i still will be like wow that fucking sucks and that hurts especially depending on like where it's coming from like if it's some like random person with a fake account that's like i'm like who the fuck are you like i don't give a shit like it's kind of funny to me but if it's like somebody who's like you know maybe immersed in a similar community as me. And they're like really kind of going for my, like basically like assassinating my character, like, fuck that hurts. And I think it's knowing that we're not here to heal ourselves out of our human experience. We're not here to not be human. Like we're going to have things come up. And I think much to what you said, it's like who we're being in relationship with these experiences because You know me now when these things happen like i know how to how to process it i've got support i've got my own back because i do trust myself i'm able to move through it in a much different way whereas if some of the things that i've experienced this year happened like three years ago four years ago like i probably would have handled them much differently and and i have you know experiences where things were happening back in 2020 where like i literally like stopped like i just like felt like i shut down and now that's not an option like i'm not gonna shut down and so i think yeah it's it's normalizing the emotions like we're human we're gonna feel things it's not bad to feel and i think it's just what's the most important thing is how you will walk with the experiences when they happen
0: yeah step by step right so resonate with that like some of the shit that's happened to me, like if it happened now and I'd be like annoyed for 20 minutes and then I'd be like, oh, I'm over it. Like I process that. I've let it go. Like I think back to when I first started my business or even when I was first training as a coach and like stepping out of my comfort zone, they would have like absolutely like broken my heart at the time. And maybe like made me want to stop doing what I was doing or quit you know and now it's just like no gravy babies all good but I think it's like the accumulation of all those steps that builds that resilience and so it's not something that's
1: like an overnight process you know absolutely and like the word resilience I think is so important because if you're, regardless if you're uh, an entrepreneur or not, like regardless of what you're doing in life, building resilience is so important because like life is inherently full of duality. Like there's amazing things that happen and then there's shit that you're just like, holy fuck, like, are you serious? (laughs) Like, is this actually happening right now? But it's like every moment that happens before those moments, is what prepares you for the ability to handle these experiences and and then oftentimes if i'm going through something that i'm like you know even the past few months where i was like okay i'm holding on to the holy shit handle of my life like what the fuck is happening right now i was like okay but i know that like this is preparing me for what i've asked for just like every moment before like i'm capable And that resilience is like that tenacity. It's the willingness to be like, okay, maybe I'm experiencing some adversity right now where I'm feeling fear or I'm going through a hard time. And it's like honoring the full spectrum of your humanity while also not drowning in it and being like, I'm going to fucking walk with this and I'm going to be embodied in what it means to be me and focus on this like, hmm. Focus on like the the vision that you hold and move from that place, knowing that no matter what happens, like you, you got this, like you fucking got this. Yeah. I remember when I read this very famous book, I'm
0: sure you know it, feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. And I remember like there's this mantra in the book that she says over and over, which is like, you just say when you're in the face of fear, I'll handle it. And I remember just being like, oh oh my God, that's what I've been doing the last like two or three years. I was just kind of doing it accidentally by myself where I didn't have it all figured out, but I was like, I know I have to trust myself. So like every time I would take a step or I would face something hard or I made a mistake and I fucked up and I, I tried again, I would be like, okay, can I handle it? And then I would be like, I'm pretty sure I can handle it. Like, I I don't know, but like, I'm pretty sure I can handle it. And it was like, my whole life is basically now just like a series of those kinds of inner conversations where it's like, I can handle it.
1: Yes, absolutely. And a big thing for me, like back at the beginning of this year, right before I had my surgery, I did a mushroom therapy session. Um, and one of the things that the mushrooms gifted me was like, discomfort doesn't mean you're unsafe. Mm -hmm. And that for me has been like, I even have goosebumps, like saying that, because for me, that was like a game changer this year, like this acknowledge. And I, I think I knew, like, I already knew that on like some conscious level, but like to really feel that like in my core of wow, discomfort doesn't mean I'm unsafe. Like. things can be wildly uncomfortable and I'm still fucking safe. I'm still, I still have my own back. I'm still secure in who I am and what I'm doing. And being able to like really hold that as you move forward. And I know you and I both are a three line in human design and so much trial and error and so so much, (laughs) you know, experimentation and like figuring things out. And it's like, we're just basically like thrown into the fire to like, bring back this really beautiful wisdom for the rest of the collective of like what works and what doesn't work and in that like it's so much of it has been like this making like befriending discomfort befriending like the wide range of intense sensations that come with like making big bold moves in the world and like choosing to be brave again and again and again
0: yeah that's a really important distinction, and I think it's an important combo at the moment because you know, I, I was teaching this the other day in a the defiant confidence class that I did. And I was like, some people are not going to like me saying this, but it is true, and I'm going to tell you what's true from my years of expertise, my qualifications, and my lived experience. if you want to do, big things and create courage and confidence, you have to get uncomfortable. You have to face your fears. It's not always going to feel like super nice and super easy and like you're being comforted and coddled the entire way. That That's just like not reality. There are mm-hmm. beautiful things that can come in secure relationships and through security and being well-resourced, but let's not conflate being uncomfortable with being traumatized because yes. they're not the same thing. And yes, I think that that's also, the, this is a really big distinction between why someone might hire a more holistic practitioner, like a coach, a somatic therapist, a breath worker versus a clinical psychologist or a counselor. They're, they're both great, but if you want to have your past experiences affirmed and to feel safer, you know, therapy's fucking wonderful. You know, Mm -hmm. truly, truly helped me in the beginning of my journey. But if you're wanting to create big, bold uh, expansion, growth to do things you've never done before, maybe create something really crazy from like your mind's eye, you're gonna be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, (laughs) dude like fuck yes to all of that and like I feel like that's so oh it's just so important because I think that there's been a lot of conditioning around well it's got to feel easy and if it doesn't feel easy it's the wrong move and if it doesn't happen in this exact way then like I'm failing or someone else is like to blame and it's like dude you've got to be willing to fucking get uncomfortable like it's like If even if you look at it from a subconscious lens, like anything that's outside of your current normal is a, you know, quote unquote threat to your subconscious. Like you actually need to be willing to meet your edges and expand beyond that comfort zone to get what you desire. Because if you're constantly making decisions and you're constantly operating based on just like what you see right now in front of you, you're gonna fucking stay in the same shit again and again and again. Like there is this need to learn how to walk with fear, to be uncomfortable, and and to know how to regulate yourself along the way. Like it's like so many of the decisions, like I, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't get uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I just don't, I don't subscribe to this idea that everything needs to feel safe all the time. Like safety is an internal, yeah. uh, in my opinion, it's an internal thing. It's not, it doesn't come from like the outside. And like, obviously there's so much nuance in that piece of the conversation. But what I mean in this particular context is like, we, we decide like what, like, if we're gonna be safe or not, and like, you can be doing some real scary, brave shit that most people are like, that's fucking wild, like, I couldn't imagine. And you're like, yeah, but I've got my own back, I trust myself, I'm fucking good. It's really scary, but like, I'm fucking good. And yeah. I think that that's so important, so important. Yeah. I mean,
0: truthfully, in the trauma informed trainings that I've done one of the ethical things that, you know, or one of the things that you're not meant to say is that you're a safe space. Yes. And it, because it's actually very presumptuous mm. and, and inaccurate to promise and guarantee people a safe space because you could literally be the most incredible, well-trained, trauma-informed practitioner And you have no idea the complex tapestry of lived experiences and different intersections of people's identities and what is going to feel unsafe to someone. And so the way I was taught is to say, I will create a brave space for
1: you. Yes, dude, that's
0: what I do too. Yep. Yeah, because, you know, and, and, you know, give people an environment where they can access in whatever way, through their own choice and agency, that sense of what you said, like, I've got myself. And for some people that might mean they have to put things in place or practices or do breath work or have a therapy care, like care support team alongside doing this work. Um, but there is gonna be discomfort because if it wasn't a bit uncomfortable, we wouldn't call it bravery, right? So I think you wrote that like the other day on Instagram, something along those lines.
1: Yes, dude. And like, even, you know, you know, you're, of course, you know, because you do breathwork facilitating as well. It's like, you can be in like a breathwork session and there is like very intense sensations. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of stuff coming up, so much resistance. And like, you you learn to be with it because you learn how to cultivate like your own safety within yourself it's not the facilitators like doing that for you like you're doing that they're holding this container where you can meet your edges and you can go there and you can really be with it all and I think that like calling spaces brave spaces is so so deeply important and i think all of life is like a brave space like life isn't like life is inherently risky like life is 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 not necessarily safe i mean you could literally walk out your front door and like get hit by a car like that's just life is meant to be lived and expressed and it's meant to be like very much like it it very much invites you to be brave with it all and i think that when we start to learn to meet these edges to be with the resistance to understand that discomfort doesn't mean we're unsafe can we breathe into it a little deeper can we be you know more present with what we're experiencing and to really know that like we can we can handle it like we've got it and to have you know to be well resourced to have the different tools and support systems that help you move through these things i think i think life becomes so much more full like it it becomes so much more exciting and so much more of an adventure when instead of constantly seeking the most comfortable safe environments we like learn to i don't know like just go for the things that light us up the most even if they are scary and it doesn't mean that we always need to be like on the edge of our seats and uncomfortable energy of course like we want to have you know some level of harmony in our life but i think that any any person that I know, including myself, that has created really fucking awesome shit in the life and like the world and in their life. Like, dude, I think I meet dis- uncom- like discomfort at least every day in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> but like, yeah. it's it's not comfortable to be like hella visible in the world. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: You know, and some people some people are like cool with like having a sort of safe comfortable consistent life and I there's there's nothing wrong with that either but it, if you're a listener of this show or you follow my work or Rachel's work you probably like variety you like a little spicy sauce in your reality and so I guess like from this combo what I wanted to normalize was like that it is amazing and it's really uncomfortable sometimes you know it's a bit of everything Hmm. fuck yes (laughs) my love where should everyone come find you you've got some like new hypno tracks and stuff so why don't you mention those as well
1: yeah. Hell yeah. So you can definitely come hang out with me on Instagram at Rachel Meads. You can go to my website, rachelmeads.com. I do have a new hypnosis offering that has some really fucking juicy tracks involved for only $17. So i um, I'll make sure that Amy links that in the show notes. And then some really beautiful things are coming up this next year. I have a new mastermind coming out called Liberation. I have a new embodiment um, container called The Static. And of course, if you want to work one-on-one in any capacity, you can just send me a DM on Instagram and we can chat and see if it would be the right option for you. Amazing. Oh, and my podcast. You can come hang out on my podcast too, the Embodied Leadership Podcast. Yeah, and your YouTube Oh yeah! <laughs> so it's yes. like oh, there's all of these things happening. Yes, I just started a YouTube channel at Rachel Mead, so I'm uh gonna be dripping some really awesome things in that space too.
0: Yeah, if you guys listening liked the piece around self trust, she's got a really good video on self trust on YouTube, and it's a bit more like because it's just you. It's like here are some steps, whereas we yes. were just kind of riffing. So you could probably go over there with your journal and like jot everything down and put it into action um you know further to this chat so get amongst it yeah Yeah. (laughs) thanks for coming on the show babe i hope all the listeners loved it i'm sure they did and i'll see you probably tomorrow in hell yeah (laughs) thank you for everyone listening love you baby (laughs) (laughs) love you Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this episode ignited you, expanded you and enriched your heart, your mind, your life in some way. If it did, reach out on Instagram. My handle is this is amy rushworth or you can head over to my website for all my courses, retreats, and magical offerings at amyrushworth.com. If the show feels like a vibe for you, make sure you subscribe. And if you have 60 seconds to rate and review, or even to just share the show with a friend, I would be so, so, so grateful. And it helps more amazing, beautiful people like you to discover this show and to improve their lives for the better. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, I'm sending you strength, grace, ferocious courage, and a friendly reminder to always love yourself fiercely and to go out there and live your most unapologetic life.